Well, I am having quite the evening. Welcome back to My Seminary Life. I'm your host, Brandon Knight, and this has been this has been one for the record book, folks. So I was recording the episode, which I do have on my phone, a video of, and during the middle of the intro, the power went out, and then something else happened as well as soon as the power went out and thankfully i have this video <laughs> so i will release that here um to, uh, after this episode comes out so you, you all can see it but um yeah i am standing in the pitch black of my house right now i am using my ring selfie light as a flashlight to uh, just that way I have a little bit of light to record with and we'll see hopefully this will get out tomorrow if not I'll have to go up to Starbucks and just get it released when I can what I was talking about in the intro prior to the explosion was that um, this is a I did not realize until this earlier this week that this is a very busy season these first four months here on my seminary life, we're doing double episodes all this all this month for Roots of Sabbath. Then there's a couple weeks in February. First couple weeks in February, we're just going back to one episode a week, and then by the end of February through March and into April, we're going to be doing two episodes a week again because you asked. Well, I asked, you answered, and you answered emphatically that you would like a Lent mini-series. So starting at the end of February, like I said, and moving until the beginning of April, we'll be doing a series called Fish Fridays, where I will be discussing the history of Lent, what is proper fasting, what does proper fasting look like from a biblical perspective, maybe get a little St. Patrick in there. It, it's going to be good. I'm excited. I've already started plotting out the episodes for that run, so more to come on that. I'll be posting that hopefully by the end of next week on social media, an official announcement on there as well for everybody who doesn't listen to the show, but just keeps up on social media because that's a whole thing. So as, oh, and I almost forgot as of right now, this is episode 90. This is nine zero folks, which means at the pace we are going, episode 100 is next month. And so the last week of February into early March, okay. That week, there are three episodes planned. So Tuesday, February 28th is episode 100 special. Then Friday, March 3rd is that episode, that week's episode of Fish Fridays. And then the following day is, of course, the episode will be on for the final class local church ministry. So you get a lot of my seminary life these first four months. As as excited as I am to be thinking about all of this, I am really looking forward to May for graduation and when things go back to normal for a while of one episode a week. I love you all a lot. I love producing more content, especially when it's content that you all want to see. But 
I also like having more free time, just which is selfish of me. I should be more giving to you all. It's what I'm. Is what I should be. I should be more giving. That's what good podcasters are. They're very giving. And one thing I have been given recently is a talking to about why in the world am I doing this series on the Sabbath? How did you like that transition? So I've been engaging in some conversations online for those of you who follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at my seminary life pod. If you haven't yet, go give us a follow over there over on Facebook and Instagram. I have been talking uh, or I shared the, the cold open at the beginning of this each episode as a reel just to try and do a little bit of free marketing for the show, get people kind of interested in what's going to be going on and then pull them in to listen to the show and also to get conversation started. So that very first episode, what is Sabbath? That was the one when I talked, shared the quick story about how one time somebody gave my dad a talking to because he was letting me mow the lawn on Sundays, the Lord's day, the Sabbath day, whatever day you want, whatever word you want to use there. And someone was very unhappy that my dad let me do that. That has gathered a lot of conversations online, which is good because I need to learn how to navigate conversations online better That's just a fault, a weakness of mine that I need to grow in. And also because it has illuminated to me that maybe, as the title of this episode implies, maybe we need to pump the brakes a little bit and talk about why we're doing this at all. I did just kind of like jump into it there in that first episode. So for a remainder of our time today, we're going to talk about why bother talking about Sabbath and what I am trying to do here on the show with this series, Roots of Sabbath? Because a uh, reoccurring comment that is coming up on social media is this idea of why are you teaching, why are you enforcing people and teaching people to follow something related to the law, even though we are free from keeping the law. The law was nailed to the cross when Jesus was crucified. We are not under the law. Why are you teaching people? Why are you telling them to observe the Sabbath day? So, that's a fair question. And let's just get this out here from the get-go You may quote me on this. I am not telling you to keep the law in order to be right with God. First off, because even by the Old Testament standards, as Paul wrote in the book of Romans, chapter 4, it is by faith that people in the Old Testament got saved. It wasn't just the keeping of the law. It was by faith in the promises of God. So that's how you got saved back then. But I'm not telling you that you have to keep the law in order to be close to God, to be right with God, okay? So let's just get that one out of the way first, okay? Whether you're a covenant theologian and you see the progression of history through the covenant or a dispensationalist, whatever, we are in a different time period, right? We are under the grace of Jesus Christ, not under the law, okay? 
Are we all are we all on all on the same page on that? Okay. So then why are we spending the whole month of January, me sitting in the dark as my house slowly gets colder? Why are we talking about the Sabbath then? Why does this matter? Because even Jesus himself did say, Come unto me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of the Sabbath. And Jesus even summarized the the keeping of the law, right? What are the two greatest commandments? Love God and love others. Okay. So then, why keep the law at all? This is where I start to think that there's a little bit of a breakdown in biblical literacy in the American Christians, in modern American Christians. I don't know how far back this train of thought goes, but I have talked about it here on the show before, that there are just some Christians out there that since we are free in Jesus, and we no longer have to keep the law, there are Christians who then look at the law, who look at the Torah, who may look at the entirety of the Old, Tes- Old Testament and dismiss it altogether. We don't need that at all. That's not us at all. Okay, well, we need Psalms, and we need Genesis chapter 1, so that way we can make the argument for a t- literal 24-hour day progression of creation. But the rest of it we can chuck. That's basically how people operate. Maybe keep some of the passages that are Messiah prophecies, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Chuck the rest of it. That's how some people operate with when it comes to the law. I think I've told the story before of I was in a college Bible study one time, and uh, the teacher brought up a verse to support a point, and that verse was out of Deuteronomy, I think, uh, related to the law. And one guy raised his hand and said, to the effect, I can't remember verbatim what he said, but it was to the effect of that's from the law that doesn't count. And I, I know why, because I knew that guy's youth pastor, who is totally one of these guys of like, yeah, the law is something else. The law doesn't apply to us at all. Which is a whole which is a whole issue in of itself. A whole huge issue. But we're, again, we're just staying in this lane of Sabbath, right? I think another problem, and this is a problem that I run into frequently, I've talked about it here on the show as well, is just plain old choice of words. If I called this series Roots of Rest and never used the word Sabbath once, but always talked about rest, I don't think there would be a problem. I think it's because I'm choosing to word, use the word Sabbath, just like how I chose to use the word seminary in the title of this show, which is a turnoff enough for some people. I, I don't think I'm going to change the name of the show anytime soon, but I have been brainstorming new show name ideas because I am graduating, and it is, it's a stumbling block for people to see a show that has the word seminary in it that implies that seminary is kind of a good idea sometimes like getting off on a whole tangent again so staying in this lane of sabbath jesus said love god and love others right 
we could talk about the law, but I want to talk about the commandments. I don't know if you knew this or not, but everybody numbers the Ten Commandments differently. It, it only it really comes down to how you count the first and the last one. Some people make the first command two commands, and then the last one is one command. Or some people make the first command one command, and then the last one is two. So either way, you end up with ten. But if my math is correct, that means there could be anywhere between nine and twelve. Is that how that math works? In other words, the Ten Commandments is actually a construct. Like, it's liter- they're literally commands, but the idea that there's ten of them, it's a construct. You talk about, people talk about how, you know, man-made institutions are ruining Christianity. Well, there's one that no one's ever complained about. How many, how many commandments are there? I don't know. Anyway, so when you go back to the Ten Commandments... It's a construct because God didn't actually say, Moses, write down my Ten Commandments. But he, Moses give, or excuse me, God gives Moses on Mount Sinai in Exodus chapter 20 these commandments, right? And the first ones all deal with our relationship with God. And the rest of them all deal with our relationship with other people, right? And like I said, the keeping of the law was how the Jewish people identified themselves as followers of Yahweh from the rest, from everyone else, right? But speaking specifically of the commandments, which is the term I'm using for what we normally call the Ten Commandments, speaking specifically of the commandments, there is a moralistic good tied to them. Case in point, don't kill people. You know, we're not under the law anymore, but for the most part, most people can agree that's a good thing to not do. (laughs) Don't kill people. You want to love people? You want to show your love for other people? Here's an idea. Don't kill them. Don't kill people, right? That is a moral application of the perfect, of the Greatest commandments to love God and love others. You want to love others, don't kill people. And it's the same thing with coveting. It's the same thing with obeying your parents. And Jesus comes on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 through 7, and he gives an even further fulfillment. You know, just don't lust or covet someone else's wife. Don't commit adultery in your heart even. We don't have problems with that. We don't have problems. We want kids to obey their parents all the time. We're so fine with people not murdering each other. Coveting, lusting. We've talked about, we just talked about that. We're all fine with that. And in order to love God, the greatest commandment, you can't have other gods. You are only to love Yahweh. So basically, we can go through and show that the commandments, the Ten Commandments, the Nine, the Twelve, the whatever, that there is a practical application of what we are trying. There's a problem. They are a practical application of sir, of worshiping God, loving God, and loving others. So then, why is the Sabbath day 
such a sticky point. Here's what I said in the conversation. And this is my purpose for doing Roots of Sabbath. Is that taking a Sabbath rest is a spiritual discipline. Like reading your Bible, like prayer, like being in fellowship and community, like fasting, like silence, whatever you want to, what, you know, all of them. Sabbath rest is a spiritual discipline that shows our love for God by being an intentional day during the week where we get to declare, I am not my provider. God is my provider. And it's an act of faith and trust on our end to trust that he will continue to provide even when we choose to take a day off. And the great part is, it's a day off. (laughs) You're getting a day off. And I talked about this in one of the episodes prior to this, that I think another reason why Sabbath rest is such a sticking point for maybe specifically speaking American Christians is the fact that we live in a country that makes your identity all about your productivity and what you do. We do not endorse rest unless it's self-care. And if we endorse rest, it's in order so that way you can work more. Your identity is not in your work. Your identity is in God. So taking a Sabbath rest is another way to reinforce your identity in God and not in your cultural labels, your nationalistic label of you are what you do. And that's why I want to do Roots of Sabbath is because I want to rediscover a spiritual discipline that has been tossed aside, that has been reduced to, well, why would you do that? Why would you do, why would you do that? Why are, why are you teaching people to obey the law? Again, I'm not saying you have to obey the law in order to be on the right side with God. Taking a Sabbath rest is an invitation to, like Israel and like Christians are supposed to be, stand out and be different from the rest of the culture around us. We are a royal priesthood. We are in a world that is not our own. We are travelers. We belong to the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God chooses to rest. I'm not even going to tell you what day of the week to do it. Jewish tradition says Saturday. Some Christians treat Sunday as the Sabbath day. I'm doing mine on Thursdays because that's the day that works in my schedule. It's a spiritual discipline. We're talking spiritual discipline of taking a break. Why why do people want to be so resentful to the idea of taking a break? Hopefully that has cleared up everything. Hopefully that has cleared it up. That I'm not here enforcing the law, pushing the law upon people. I am here to rediscover a spiritual discipline 
that is lost, that gets overlooked. And that is all that I wanted to talk about today. So let's go ahead and wrap up this episode as it continues to get colder in my house. So, real quick, um, next week here on the show, we should be talking about practically what can you be doing to have a Sabbath rest? What does it look like? A little bit more concrete than abstract. And we also will be having Claire on the show to talk about her experience with the class as well. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review it on whatever platform you are listening to the show on and pass it along to somebody that you think could get something out of it. Also, if you ever want to check out the MSL website or shop, you can always go down into the description of this episode to find links for that. If you have any emails, you have any follow-up comments or questions, about Sabbath, why we're talking about it, email seminarylife at gmail.com. Email seminarylife at gmail.com. We're in the throes of the busy season, and I'm looking forward to mid to late April when things start to die down again. But hey, we're in this together, and we're going to And what's great is that as we are in this busy season, we're learning how to rest to the glory of God. But until next time, everybody, remember, theology is for everyone, so keep on studying. I am having...